Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 33, episode 33. So uh, this is where we're going to catch up with the news. This is going to be uh, all the news that's related to Catholicism. So if you like what I do, you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. It'll be a great help. So let's just say uh, a Hail Mary. Um, and we'll catch up on what's going on. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And you know what? Let's say the St. Michael prayer. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the room of the souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. So, uh... We're going to catch up with what's going on now that we live in a post-Trump presidency world. What does this mean? What is it that we're facing against? And we're also facing an extremely radically secularized world. Uh, the first one I have here is from Crux News. Crux News. Uh, um taking the Catholic pulse, as they say here. And we're going to look at exactly what they're reporting here. Here's the first report is, mayor in Spain removes cross from a convent, throws it in a dumpster. Yeah, that's what it says here. And I don't think the crux is, uh, is exaggerating. So let's see what exactly. Uh, it's a Carmelite convent in... Um, Southern Spain. They're asked to um, asked to keep the re remains of a cross that was thrown down by City Hall, despite being part of a protected monument. So obviously he didn't care if it's a monument. Wow. All right. Let's look at. I want to look at the photo here a little closer. Well, I don't really see much, but looks like might be some nuns. Um. Uh, talking and there's some barriers up and there's an entrance to a um uh, their convent all right let's look at it Ros rosario argentina this is um argentina the mayor of a small town in southern spain forcibly removed a cross from the doors of a convent the crucifix so it's not a cross. A cross would be just a plain cross with no figure on it. Uh, crucifix has the figure. Hence, crucifix, because it has the uh, corpse on it. The crucifix was then found in a garbage dump. The events took place last week in the town of Aguilar de la uh, Frontera, forgive me, in the Diocese of Cordoba in Andalusia region in southern Spain. The cross was located at the entrance of the church that belongs to an adjoining convent, 
of the of of the Carmelites and had been there since 1939. It was erected in honor of the nationalist victims of Spain, the Civil War. Although the plaque, nothing this the this had long uh, noting that this had long been removed in respect of all victims of nationalist leaders in general Francisco or Franco. The mayor of the town, Carmen Flores. I guess it's a woman then, right? From the pro-communist party. Okay, now that, I mean, this is starting to make more sense. Had the cross removed on Wednesday, despite the fact it was in a part of the convent that was declared a national historic monument in 1983. The designation means that the exterior of the convent cannot be modified. Sister Morvella de jesus the mother superior of the of the carmelites told spanish newspaper abc that we are dismayed and very hurt by the affront made to uh to god our lord for the sacrilege made to our sacred sign which is the holy cross everything we have lived in is proof of the ingratitude of the children of god who respond to him in this way when he fills us with joy and love every day, she said. But why we have prayed every day, we do not understand why these things happen, said the the the, uh, the mother, the sister. Today, there are five cloistered nuns in the convent, all coming from Peru. Flores made the decision to remove the cross on a uh, unilaterally without the approval of Spain's registry of cultural interest. For this reason, the Spanish Association of Christian Lawyers filed a complaint against the mayor with the Court of Instruction of, of Cordoba. That's, I mean, honestly, she's a communist. And communists are always going to react this way. I mean, she hates the church and she did it without any legal right. She had no right. It was, it was declared a monument, a historical monument. Why? She's obviously impatient. There's an impatient, and, and she really, I mean, she must be psychologically disturbed. This is a very psychologically disturbed person that should not be occupying a public office. All right. I mean, who knows what's going on in her life? I can only imagine. Uh, I don't know nothing more about her, but I'd like to know a little bit more about her background, her bio. And that, I don't know if they're going to give it to us here in this article. All right. So let's, uh, let's continue. Okay. In addition, the lawyers have noted the cross does not violate the histor historical me memory law since it does not contain any inscription. Passed in 2007 during the government of Socialist Prime Minister Jose Luis Rodriguez Zapatero, Zapatero the law recognizes the victims on both sides of the Spanish Civil War and gives rights to victims and their descendants and formally condemns the 1936-1937 Franco regime. The mayor has recognized 
that from the Ministry of Culture they were told that they couldn't demolish the cross based on the law of historical memory, which shows that the decision is based on discrimination and, and, and animosity she has towards Christians. Well, okay, that's a little bit, said Polonia. Almost like Paul Pelosi reminds me. Castellanos, Castellanos, the president of the Christian Lawyers Association. Father Pedro Laura, the parish priest of the small town, wrote a letter to the faithful that was published in full by the Archdiocese of Cordoba, speaking both as a priest and a citizen, she says, that he respects legitimate laws. Okay. Archdiocese of Cordoba, speaking both as a priest and as a citizen, he says that he respects the legitimate laws that the, they uh, that he had tried to dialogue with local authorities to find a different way to proceed when it comes to removing the cross and ordering it destroyed. Huh. Contemplating the, the sign of the cross thrown in a dump and knowing the order of, of its destruction has caused me deep pain. It has caused a wound in our religious feelings, he wrote. I regret not having it had the option of regarding our symbols in the same way that I expressed the pain of the Carmelite sisters in our parish community who would have guarded the cross and found another private location for it and thus extol its profound meaning for Christians, the priest continued. Given the unease caused as the parish priest, this community, I only want my words to promote harmony and forgiveness among all the residents of Aguilera. I feel with my parishioners the immense pain for the damage caused to the religious freedom. The cross is the symbol of representation and foundation of our society of law, Laura wrote. Okay, so this, um, this is the, uh, is this the mayor? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This hold on here. I'm sorry. This was the priest, but living. Okay. But I, I kind of feel they're being wishy-washy. I feel the priest is being wishy-washy. I feel the nuns are being kind of wishy-washy about it. They're not being firm. I mean, a religious symbol, the cross has been desecrated. It was thrown in a dumpster and here they're being flowery and like, you know, like they're trying to appease the mayor so like the, the, the mayor so the mayor won't do something else. They're not taking a firm stand. They're not being outraged. It's like they're being very soft. It's like just a slap in the hand. That's all you, you're giving the person. And I think that's really stupid. I don't know. I hate to say it. I don't think they're behaving. They're not. There's no righteous anger here. There should be. I'm not saying go out there and take a whip against the mayor. I'm saying be more firm. It's like they're, they're being so soft here. Why are they being so soft? Okay, living with hatred and resentment or prisoners of crit uh, uh, criticism as we are living these last days does not bring anything good and brings out the worst in us. While it makes us live in a bitter society that takes away from communion and prosperity, he wrote, the universal brotherhood of which Pope Francis, oh, dear Lord, speaks in his encyclical Fratelli Tutti is not built in this way. 
Fortali Tutti was published last year by the pontiff and is dedicated to the theme of human fraternity in a post-COVID-19 pandemic world. Right there, right there, I can see the weakness. Laura also urges the faithful to follow Jesus Christ and follow him decisively. Let us stay united in this follow-up. Let us not let ideologies of one kind or another con contaminate the purity of our religious sentiment, which must at all times include forgiveness and reconciliation, he wrote. Let us continue building together the civilization of love. This is a very weak weak response to 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 an attack to a, a blasphemy a, 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 literally a blasphemy you know uh, it was a, it was it was a desecration and their response is extremely weak a very re weak response to to a public official i mean she she's not getting reprimanded no one is reprimanding her for what she did all right it's it's a very soft pathetic response by these uh, by the nuns by the priest no one is no there's no backbone there's no spine it's almost like they're they're taking it they're just giving her a slight little like, like they're appeasing her by just saying like just shaking their finger at her you should have done that no there should be an outright lawsuit. There should be protests on the street for what, for what this mayor did. Why aren't people angry? Why are not people demanding her to be removed from her office? You know, this is this is what it should be done. This is not the way you fight back. And this is because of fraternity tutti, you know, fruity tutti, the you know, of fraternity and brotherhood. It's a it's a it's a weak response. This next one I've read already uh, in a previous, I think in a previous chapter uh, episode. This is from the Ca uh, National Catholic Registrar. Speaker Pelosi implies religious pro-lifers are sellouts. Pelosi said that the support for Trump by pro-life religious voters an issue that gives me great grief as a Catholic. She's really... Um, uh, I'm sorry, digging down her um, her foxhole here. She's really um, now that Biden is president and then the whole abortion issue is going to um, get more heated up. She is uh, digging her heels deep. She's not going to budge on the abortion issue and she's attacking her own fellow Catholics, uh, she's going to, um, she's gonna, you know, she, she's gonna, she's gonna hold on. She's gonna get, she's gonna go really, um, she's gonna dig really deep. She's not gonna budge. And, um, no one's stopping her. No bishop. Uh, only one, Strickland, I believe. Uh, no, the one from San Francisco, her own bishop there, Corleone, he spoke up against her. So let's let's go into this article. Speaker Pelosi implies religious pro-lifers are sellouts. Okay. Uh, Christine Russell. 
January 21st, 2021, Washington. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi accused pro-lifers putting their opposition to abortion over the tenets of democracy in a recent appearance on for, uh, on former Senator Hillary Clinton's podcast. Um, I think that Donald Trump is president because of the issue of women's right to choose. Pelosi said on January 18th episode of You and Me Both with Hillary Clinton blaming pro-life voters for boost for boosting Trump's into office. When you take the greed of those who want their tax cuts, that's probably a small number of voters, but nonetheless a number, said Pelosi conversely, then you take the abortion issue and many of these people are very good people. That's just their point of view, but they're willing to sell the whole democracy down the river for that one issue so so she has a bone to pick to those who want to have their taxes cut and she has a bone to pick for those who want who are pro-life catholics and christians so um yeah she's not leaving any stone unturned <laughs> pelosi said that the support for trump by pro-life religious voters is an issue that gives me great grief as a Catholic. When Clinton ran against Trump in 2016, the Democratic Party platform was noted for its extreme pro-life abortion stance. That pro-life, uh, that platform includes, for the first time, a call to repeal the Hyde Amendment, which prevents the use of tax money to pay for elective abortions. The policy has received bipartisan support throughout its nearly 50 years of existence. The party platform further said that every woman should have access to safe and legal abortion. On January, on January 18th podcast, Pelosi said that when Trump in 2016 produced his list of judges, he would appoint as president it amounted to a dog whistle to the evangelicals, to the Catholics, and all the rest. A woman will not have the right to choose. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has stated that while issues such as poverty and death penalty cannot be ignored, ending abortion remains the preeminent priority for the bishops because it takes place within the sanctuary of the family and because of the number of lives destroyed. Clinton replied that one of the terrible ironies of pro-life positions was the declining abortion rate under Democratic presidents. The former senator said that with proper contraception and education and a stigma-free con con uh, conversation, the numbers continue to continue to go away down. So what's really incredibly sad is how those who, in my opinion and experience, do not view this issue as a priority, have used the legitimate question of concerns and, yes, understanding of faith to obtain and use power, said Clinton. Pelosi said that those who reject terminating a pregnancy should love contraception and said that those who were opposed to this were, were hypocrites as they themselves did not have 
large families. Many of these people, of course, are not having 13 children, said Pelosi, as somebody who had five children almost exactly to the day in six years, I said to note my colleagues, which you have five, when you have five children in six years, you come around and talk to me as a Catholic. <laughs> it's great. It's wonderful that she's had five kids. She's had five kids. That's wonderful. That's great. But that's not the point. Why is it that she could have five kids? And why is it that she is so insistent that other people should have abortion? And I think I know why. I'm going to say it. I think it's race. I think she believes there's too much of other people out there of another kind. I do believe it's racism. I do believe it's racism. I think for her, she wants her kids, her, her descendants, not to be around other people. I've met people like this. I've met Catholics like this who think this way. All right. I believe I, I, I know I'm, I'm taking a big risk here, but I do believe it's race. I do believe it's racism. I do believe it. I think it's the same thing with Joe Biden. I think it's the same with uh, several other uh, Catholics who support abortion. I think they're racists. I think they're bigots. I don't think they like brown, black, yellow people. I don't think they like the other kind of people. I don't think they like the Hispanics. I don't think they like uh, the dark-skinned Hispanics. Uh, they might be tolerant light-skinned Hispanics. I believe it is. I believe it's race. I mean, after all, remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg did admit it in an interview, Vanity Fair, that she supported abortion, not because it was necessarily about the woman's rights to choose, but because we don't want too many of the wrong kind of people around. It was based on race. It's a, it's a eugenics thing. It's a eugenics thing. Um, it, 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 I, I've been around, I've heard people talk this way. I've heard them talk, not just Catholics, but there are Jews and there are just a bunch of other people. You know, I'm talking, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. For a Catholic to think this way, it's evil. For anyone who claims to be a Christian, it's evil. This is, this, this, this to me is a great evil. Because the church doesn't promote this kind of thinking. The gospel does not promote this kind of thinking. She has five children. She believes she can have five children. So she's not breaking God's law when she has kids. But she believes that there are the wrong kind of people out there and she doesn't want her kids around it. Remember Joe Biden, when he was in the Senate, he literally did not like colored people. He didn't like the Hispanics and blacks. He called them animals. He called those kind of people animals. He is a racist. 
It's not unusual for someone. It's based on race. Okay. Their reasons to support abortion. Margaret Sanger was of German background. And she didn't like blacks. She didn't like Jews. She didn't like certain other people. And no one's addressing it. No one is addressing this. No one is addressing this. And this is the problem here. All right. So she can have five kids, but other people from other cultures can't. While Clinton is correct that the abortion rate declined in the 90s, she did not mention that in the United States, abortion rates peaked in the early 80s and have been decreasing regularly since, the, since then, regardless of which political party has held the presidency. In 2011, the abortion rate in the United States was below that of the year 1973, the year Roe v. Wade brought legal abortion to the United States. And although both Clinton and Pelosi credited contraception use for the declining abortion rate, the Goodmark Institute found that abortion rates in the United States began a steeper decline beginning in 2008, well before the Affordable Care Act. Contraceptive mandate was enacted. The contraceptive mandate was enacted. Okay, so. Okay, so. Wow. Uh, this is. I'm, I'm sorry, but this. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is what. What is this here? Let's look at this one here. Here's another little thing about Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi fumes. I don't hate anybody. I was raised a Catholic. She keeps throwing that around. She keeps throwing that around. It's amazing. What date is this? Oh, this is 20. This is December uh, 5th, 2019. Well, let's look at it. This is probably because of the, the her uh, problem with Donald Trump. A visibly angered Pelosi points her finger toward a journalist, explaining, as a Catholic, I resent you using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. <laughs> she, she's got thin skin, baby. She really does. All right. Washington, D.C., Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi on Thursday, this is back in 2019, rejected the suggestion that she hates President Donald Trump and said that her Catholic faith prevents her from hating anyone. I don't hate anybody. I was raised in a Catholic house. We don't hate anybody. Not anybody in the world, said Pelosi. She had been asked by journals during her weekly press briefing if she hates President, Don President Tr uh, Donald Trump. Pelosi had earlier announced that the House Democrats would begin drafting the articles of impeachment. Remember, this is the first impeachment. As a Catholic, I resent you using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. A visibly angered Pelosi said, pointed her finger at the journalist. She went on to claim that she prays for Trump all the time. <sighs> I don't think we need to go any further with this. This is, you know, she's, she is, um, she's an embarrassment. She embarrasses herself. She really is. Let's go to another article. All right, maybe I should read it. I mean, it's I know it's it's just that she's so annoying because she really, 
She loves hiding behind her Catholic faith. All right, so a visibly angered Pelosi points her finger towards a journalist, explaining, as a Catholic, I resent you using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. This is back last year, remember, in the first impeachment. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi on Thursday rejected the suggestion that she hates President Donald Trump and said that her Catholic faith prevents her from hating anyone. I don't hate anybody. I was raised in a Catholic house. We don't hate anybody. Not anybody in the world, said Pelosi. She had been asked by a journalist during her weekly press briefing if she hates President Donald Trump. Pelosi had earlier announced that the House Democrats would begin drafting the articles of impeachment. As a Catholic, I resent using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. A visibly angered Pelosi, she's got thin skin, pointed her finger at a journalist. She went on to claim that she prayed for Trump all the time. So don't mess with me. I remember this one. When it comes to words like that, she added, the speaker said that any disagreement with Trump is, was rooted in policy, not in who he was as a person. Oh, she hates him. She does. She does. Pelosi has in the past encouraged people to pray for President Trump in October. Pelosi said that people should pray for the president health after she abruptly left a meeting with the president. In September, Pelosi said that she prays for Trump's family all the time and that she wishes that he would pray for the safety of nine of, of other families and do something courageous on guns. <laughs> She's, they're only angry because he's not on their side. He's not one of them. That's why they're angry about that. On Twitter, Trump said that he did not believe Pelosi prays for him. Not even close, said the, uh, and that Pelosi had suffered a nervous fit during her briefing. She hates that we will, we will soon have 182 great new judges and so much more, he said, Trump. Help the homeless in your district, Nancy, he added. Yeah, because she, her, her San Francisco is a mess. Pelosi has repeatedly cited her Catholic faith and political realm and used it to justify her positions, especially her long-standing support for abortion. Pelosi's statements have occasioned significant pushback from a number of Catholic hierarchy at different times. In 2008, her second year as Speaker of the House, Pelosi stated on August 24th, uh, episode of Meet the Press that as an ardent practicing Catholic, abortion is an issue that I have studied for a long time and that what I know is over the centuries that doctors of the church have have not yet been able to make that definition and that her faith should have an impact on women's right to choose. That is wrong. She just misrepresented it. Abortion is murder. Go back to the very beginning of the first century the Didache, or the teachings of the Twelve Apostles, and even numerous of other other uh, fathers of the church have pointed out it is murder. Go back even to the letter of Barnabas, where it mentions you should not procure an abortion. The church has always taught this. She's misrepresenting her faith. She just wants, she will, she'll do whatever she wants. At least 22 bishops released a statement correcting Pelosi on this statement and clarified the church's teachings on abortion. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. 
While on canon law, these theories led to distinction in uh, penalties between very early and later abortions, the church's moral teaching never justified or permitted abortion at any stage of development, said a statement published in August uh, 25, 2008 by Cardinal Justin Regelli and then Bishop William Laurie. At that time, Regelli was the the chair of the USCCB Pro-Life Activities Committee, and Laurie led the USCCB Committee on Doctrine. Laurie is now the Archbishop of Baltimore, and Regelli retired in 2011. In June 2013, Pelosi opposed a bill that would ban abortion after 20 weeks gestation and said that the bill was an effort to ensure that there will be no abortion in our country. You see, what is her obsession with it? It has to be race. It really has to be race. It's not about, she's hiding behind the term a woman's right to choose. For a woman who's had five kids, and she loves to boast that she has five kids, she seems to be extremely obsessed to make sure that there's abortion. The abortion is available. And I'm quite certain that she's not much different than Joe Biden when it comes to this. And as a practicing and respectful Catholic, I hate when she does this. This is sacred ground to me when we talk about this. She said at the time, I don't think it should have anything to do with politics. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable, really. It's 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 really tragic. It really is tragic that they that 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 she's continues that she continues like this. All right, so let's look at for the another another article. So now we go to the Daily Wire. This is an article from the Daily Wire by Paul Bios, uh, January twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. This is interesting. NPR, Biden's presidency, an opportunity for those who seek to change Catholic stance on abortion. Oh, my goodness. You see, what is it? What is it? Why? 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 Why are they obsessed in doing this? And NPR, National uh, Public Radio, I listened to them the other day, a couple of days ago. It's right after, uh, basically it was even, it was, it was right after, uh, the, um, Biden was inaugurated. Um, uh, and I had him on, uh, I was at work and I listened to them and I listened to how the, the host, and they were the way they were going on about Trump. They were calling him a racist, constantly a racist. They completely ignored that there were uh, African Americans who were for Trump, Hispanics for Trump, Asians for Trump. Uh, you know, uh, they were even there was even gays for Trump. Um, it didn't. It, it, you you weren't necessarily white, and you weren't necessarily what you call from the um, the middle America. There were Italian Americans for Trump. There were Irish for Trump. There were women for Trump. There were Middle Easterners for Trump. Christian Middle Easterners, majority of Christians for Trump. It didn't matter who you were. 
there were a lot of African Americans, and they were all they kept on calling him was racist, racist, racist. It was a, it was nothing more, but an assass, uh, an assassination of his character, and a false representation. They were, they were. It was a bias radio station. It, it, that's all they were. The host for a, a liberal, a very liberal, left weaning, so called, you know. That they protest a lot that they're that they're that they're they're all about tolerance and truth, they were not, and this NPR is hypocritical. It is hypocritical. Unfortunately, I think they survive on 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 taxpayers' money, and I'm going to tell you right now, I honestly feel that public television. And public radio should not receive any taxpayer funding whatsoever. It's a propaganda piece. It's a propaganda piece. It's a lie. Okay, I, I honestly don't believe taxpayers' money should be wasted on such things. I don't think so. I don't think it doesn't it doesn't represent everybody it never will represent everybody it doesn't re does not represent the public interest i don't even know the last time i ever watched channel 13 i don't even i don't even you know i i, I don't even uh, remember the last time i ever you know ever i mean is there such a thing as public television now i don't know i never bothered to it doesn't it it basically has always been anti religious i mean it was their program many years ago that had um, a, a big, it was back in the 90s, it might have been, I think, or something, where they constantly uh, attacked uh, Christianity. It was called From Jesus to Christ. It was all an assassination of, of, on the Christian faith. It was all, it was all, it was all that nonsense. It was just ridiculous nonsense. It was, they always have something to attack it was uh, to, to attack uh anything that's mainstream to them it was always that i mean they always either promote something completely far left uh anything that's gay anything that is uh uh you know uh anything that is liberal that's all they do they, that's all they represent they don't rep they don't represent everybody as for the public interest You know it's stupid, and you know the, this this shows it here. All right, so let's continue. The taxpayer-funded national, you see, public radio taxpayer-funded, joined chorus of media outlets urging that President Joe Biden's position as a liberal Catholic could be a force to change the church's position on important issues like abortion. Why? Why, why, why? What is this that they that, that that this this is so important to them? It's because of race. It's population control, it's race. I you know, it's all the wrong people that shouldn't be born. Published Saturday, the article by Sarah McCammon McCammon found that liberal Catholics in America have finally found their mascot. Mascot. <laughs> That's a perfect way of description. Mascot in Joe Biden. For those who would like to see the church take a more permissive, permissive stance on issue, 
issues, including abortion, Biden's election is an opportunity, wrote McCammon. Polling suggests a majority of American Catholics support abortion rights in most or all cases and oppose overturning Roe v. Wade in 1973, U.S. Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion nationwide, according to Guttmacher Institute, a research group that supports abortion rights. Most Catholic women say they've used contraception at some point, which the church also opposes, she added. J James Manson, Jamie, sorry, Jamie Manson, president of Catholics for Choice, a group devoutly by, uh, disavowed by the USCCB, expressed hope that Biden's presidency will lead to greater dialogue between church officials and lay members who believe differently. Uh, I think they, I, I don't think they know what's going on. I don't think they do know what's going on. I honestly believe that they're completely, they don't know what's going on with Catholicism at all. There are many issues in which Catholics are dissenting from the bishops and seeing that these are complex moral issues, whether it's same-sex marriage, whether it is contraception, or whether it's abortion, she said. Manson also predicted that the Biden's presidency and the Supreme Court will be battling over religious freedom regarding conscience exemptions. What I hope what I hope one of the impacts on policy will be is to say, listen, that's not what religious freedom is about. Religious, religious freedom is about one being oppressed or having their civil rights lost because of individual religious beliefs, Manson said. They're, they're, they're twisting it around. Just last year, a Catholic priest in South Carolina reportedly denied the former vice president the sacrament of Holy Communion because of his public <clears throat> abortion views, signaling to Biden that he was not in line with church, church teaching on the issue. Sadly, this past Sunday, I had to refuse Holy Communion to former vice president. I remember this. Father Robert E. Morey of St. Anthony Catholic Church told reporters, Holy Communion signifies we are one with God, each other, and the church. Our actions should re reflect that any public figure who advocates for abortion places himself or herself outside of church teaching. Good. The pa this past June, after Supreme Court, led by Chief Justice John Roberts, struck down a Louisiana law requiring doctors who provide abortion to have admitting privileges at a local hospital, Biden spoke out about abortion. Women's health care rights have been under attack as states across the country have passed extremist, extreme laws restricting women's constitutional right to choice under any circumstance. Biden said in a statement today, the U.S. Supreme Court reaffirmed that the statement cannot, cannot put in place laws that unduly burden women's right to make her own health care decision with her doctor. Writing in, in First Things, former Philadelphia Archbishop Charles Chaput re-argued that Joe Biden should be denied Holy Communion so long as he continues to publicly support abortion. Public figures who identi identify as Catholics give scandal to the faithful when receiving communion by creating the impression that the moral laws of the church are optional, wrote Chaput. And Archbishop at least I'm, I'm really impressed that they're actually putting this in. This is this the, well, this is the Daily Wire. I'm sorry. Not 
NPR, this Daily Wire. Um, uh, Archbishop Gibbs similar scandal by not speaking up publicly about the issue and danger of sacrilege. The, those bishops who publicly indicate in advance that they will undertake their own dialogue with President-elect Joe Biden and allow him communion effectively undermines the work of the task for force established at the November Bishops' Conference meeting. Okay, deal precisely with the unrelated issues, he continued. This gives scandal to the brother bishops and priests and the many Catholics who struggle to say to stay faithful to church teaching. It does it does damage the bishops' conference to the meaning of collegiality and to the fruitfulness of conference and advocacy work with the incoming administration. Alright, so alright, I read this. This is it. Um I I actually sorry, but I actually thought this was a NPR article <laughs> because NPR really gets to me. But this is a Daily Wire. A Daily Wire is actually quite, that's why they're very balanced here because they're actually reporting it, um, the different uh, approaches. They're actually showing that th th there is opposition. NPR wants to say, yes, there are Catholics who probably have used uh, contraception. But they're not, there's also a growing, growing conservative. And, and they miss the point because it's not the Daily Wire's fault. But even the New York Times uh, reported where when a reporter went to a what he thought was creepy parish where the people actually uh, cut women covered their heads and they went to a Latin mass and the reporter was so condescending, so pathetically condescending. I mean, it's amazing how these reporters come in and they want to paint everything like a cult. But this is this has been happening in Catholicism in the Midwest and maybe upstate New York. You'll, you'll find parishes where they're very, very conservative. You'll find a, a Trinitine mass, a Latin mass in Manhattan. I know there's one, uh, St. Agnes, and there's also uh, Holy Innocence. In Brooklyn, there is one by uh, um, Carroll Gardens, Cobble Hill. There's one parish that actually has the Latin Mass. But there's not a lot. There's not a lot in New York, unfortunately. But there probably, I'm sure there's others out there that I don't know about in parts of Manhattan. But the problem is, is that uh, they're trying to make look like as though these are elitists and these are people who don't take their faith seriously. Joe Biden, don't give me that he takes his faith seriously. So he goes to mass on Sunday and they're trying to, they're going around talking about him carrying a rosary in his pocket. So what? I carry a rosary with me all the time. I pray my rosary. I don't go around shoving it and, and ding, dangling it in front of the media. Just because I brought out an old Dewey Reams Bible and I put my left hand on it and swore because it's a family Bible. I wonder when was the last time he ever opened it. I mean, seriously, they keep doing this. The left, if you are a right winger, you're a fanatic. 
and you're an extremist. But if you are a religion, if you go to church, I mean, they want to paint him as the image of tolerance and saintlyhood. Sorry, that was a, a truck that passed by, but it's just ridiculous the way, the way the the way everybody's doing this is it's like the left, conservative, orthodox, bad. Jamie, uh, uh, Amy Coney, Coney Barrett, bad, extremist, dangerous to democracy. Um, Joe Biden, devout Catholic, carries a rosary in his pocket. Believes in, in in abortion. Good. I mean, could 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 they stop this? They're the ones that are always doing this. They're the ones. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, five babies. Catholic uh, loves everybody, prays for everybody, devout Catholic. Good. Believes in believes in abortion. Believes in the woman's right to choose. Seriously. Seriously, uh, you know, this is how they do it. All right, let's just see if there's another article. All right, hold on. Okay, hold on here. Hold on. So now we go from one extreme to another. <clears throat> this is from Life News, not Life Sight News, Life News. Priest at Joe Biden's first mass slammed Trump as not pro-life because he enforced the death penalty. Micaiah Bilger, January 26, 2021. All right. President Joe Biden attended mass on Sunday where a priest criticized President Donald Trump for not being pro-life because he enforced the death penalty. All right. Let me stop right here. The death penalty is in the Bible, all right? It's in the Bible. If a man takes a life, he must forfeit a murder. If he takes a life unjustly, murders, commits murder, he must forfeit his own life. In other words, this is, this is in the Bible because human beings are made in the image and likeness of God, and therefore this comes directly from God. He gave it to Noah. And it was passed down. Now, what they're trying to do here is they're, this is called the, the seamless garment tactic. Um, this by Bernadine. He made all moral issues on equal basis. Uh, joblessness is as equal as abortion. Um, Poverty is as equal as abortion. Um, racial injustice, racism is equal with abortion. Um, uh, women's equality is equal to abortion. This is how this is how it gets lost in the shuffle. It's a it's a tactic so that it will never take front line. It will never, it will never take front line. It's to blindsight you. It's like almost gaslighting, basically. It's to trick you. Now, I'm going to take a guess. This one is a Jesuit. Okay? The priest who, who slammed Donald Trump. 
Biden, Biden also received Holy Communion that day during the service at the Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Georgetown area of Washington, D.C., even though he wants to expand abortion and force taxpayers to pay for unborn babies' abortion deaths. Just two days earlier, Biden celebrated the anniversary of Roe versus Wade. Yeah, that's their holy day, their uh, so-called um, holy day of obligation. Away by promising to codify the pro-abortion ruling into federal law at Mass Sunday, uh huh, Jesuit Father. I'm sorry, hold on, I lost it here. Jesuit Father William Kelly, I was right, condemned Trump because his administration oversaw the execution of 13 death row inmates in the last few months of his presidency. Okay, so what if these guys were rapists? What if they were serial killers? Right? What if they were rapists and serial killers? What if they were terrorists and they killed uh, 100 people or more? You see, they don't, they, 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 they're trying to make it as equal and it's a blind sight. You said, you don't know. Remember, uh, if you look at the last podcast about the, the, the one who goes out to sow and some seed falls on the sideline and the birds in the air come and take it away. It's a representation of Satan stealing the word of God. Well, this is a good example of it here. All right, let's continue. The priest is basically stealing the word of God and making sure it doesn't it doesn't go deep into your heart. So by doing this, he's also uh, blurring the moral line. Okay, so, all right, so let's continue. Um, at the Mass, the Jesuit, uh, Jesuit father, William Kelly, condemned Trump because his administration oversaw the execution of 13 death row inmates in the last few months of his presidency. According to National Catholic Reporter, Kelly praised the uh, enthusiasm that pro-lifers show at the National March for Life each year in Washington, D.C. Pro-life news in may we so, social media network. Okay, hold on. This is just an ad here. However, the, pro, the priest said pro-life Catholics need to focus more on protecting the right to life for people on death row not just unborn babies you see again he's he's blurring the line in fact they focus almost exclusively on, on strategies to eliminate abortion you see what he did while the laudable effort to protect life in the womb is an essential element of the church's doctrine it does not exhaust our concern for human life our concern for the sacredness of life must also include the the quality of life after birth, he said. He's blurring the lines. He's blurring the lines. Kelly expressed horror that the Trump administration hastily allowed five convicted death row inmates to be put to death just prior to Biden's inauguration. He slammed Trump for breaking with a 130-year-old president of pausing execution amid a presidential transition according to the report you see he is what he's doing there is he's trying he's move, removing the spotlight off biden it's a tactic look over here 
don't look over here. It's a, it's a, it's a good tactic. Trump was right. Those guys, I'm quite certain they were probably rapists, serial killers, child killers. He's not, what were they, what were they executed for? What were their crimes? He's not, he's not even telling us what their crimes are because he doesn't want to tell you what their crimes are because then you would, he would justify Trump's actions. He's a Jesuit. You can't, you know, I hate to say it. There are very few of them you can trust. Mitch Pacwa, maybe a few in my hand I can count are, 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 are worth listening to. But this one, most definitely, he's, 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 a you know, he, he's a left winger. Okay. All right. So every human being has the right to enjoy the fruits of God's creation through access to food, liberal, Look, notice this is this is the usual mantra access to food housing basic medical care he continued he sounds like a politician like joe biden he continued additionally the church's defense of the sanctity of life demands that we continue to grapple with complicated issues as human suffering sounds like maybe francis talking um suffering uh at the end of life and ethical ways ethical Ethical. They they love to use the word ethical. Ethical ways to punish people who commit serious crimes. The sacredness of life certainly encompasses these issues too. Kelly told the reporter that he did not know Biden would be at mass until about an hour before it began. So he didn't bother to change his 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 wording, did he? I mean, it sounded just perfect for Biden. Biden also received communion that day, despite warnings from a number of bishops and priests that he is supporting grave moral evil that has resulted in the destruction of millions of innocent lives. About 900,000 unborn babies are aborted every year in America, and about 62 million have been aborted since 1973 with the U.S. Supreme Court forced states to legalize abortion on demand. Biden's plan and the people people leading his administration are radically pro-abortion. If Biden does what he promised, abortion could increase across America. Not only does he plan to codify Roe v. Wade into federal law in case the Supreme Court overturns it, he also wants to end the life-saving Hyde Amendment and force taxpayers to pay for elective abortions. On In April... Biden went so far as to call the killing of unborn babies an essential medical service. During the coronavirus pandemic, his health care plan would expand abortion, as well as by forcing insurance companies to cover abortion as essential health care under Obamacare. He also promised to undo all of President Donald Trump's progress for life, including restoring funding to the billion-dollar abortion chain Planned Parenthood. On religious freedom, Biden's position is also deeply troubling. Biden has endorsed anti-religious freedom policies that would force nuns, religious char charities, hospitals to violate their deeply held beliefs by funding the killing of unborn babies in, in abortions and potentially even by helping to facilitate their deaths. He also promised to restore Obama-era mandate that would force the nuns, the little sisters of the poor, 
and other religious employees, employers to fund contraception, including types that may cause abortion in their employee health insurance plan. Yeah, there I said it. Abortion is the golden idol of the Democrats. All right, this is, is, is amazing. This is another one from LifeNews.com. It's by the same uh, reporter, Micaiah Bilger. Joe Biden received communion at Catholic Church despite celebrating abortion two days before. President Joe Biden received communion during Catholic Mass Sunday in Washington, D.C., even though he celebrated abortion two days before. Catholic leaders are debating whether Biden, pro-abortion Democrat, should receive communion because he openly defies the sanctity of human life and other church teachings. Some bishops have said the president should not participate in the sacrament, while others say they will not deny it to him. Let me stop right here a minute. I just saw a movie um, with Richard Burton and Peter O'Toole uh, called Beckett, about St. Thomas Beckett. St. Thomas Beckett was a deacon, and he was friends with Henry II. And uh, this took place, obviously, in England. And what happened was that Beckett, um, at the time, there were like seven diaconate orders. Seven. Uh, Taylor Marshall mentions it. And it's sad that the, a pope removed it because I really, it really, it, what, what that di diaconate order really made, uh, gave men, uh, you know, I think they would, if they brought it back, it would increase more participation in the church. It would increase men to participate in the priest. They would probably increase, increase um, um, vocations if they brought it back. Because there were different levels. There was even a one diaconate order was a sort of a minor exorcist, not a major exorcist, which would be a priest or a bishop, but it would be a minor exorcisms for people who may suffer from, from some um, illness. And anyway, Beckett became bishop uh, of Canterbury, Archbishop of Canterbury. And then there was a case about a priest, a scandal with a priest, it might. Uh, it most likely could have been true, where a priest might have had an affair and went ha with a with a, a lord's um, uh, daughter. I'm guessing. I'm not exactly sure the details about it, but it was probably sexual. And what happened was the priest was under arrest. The priest tried to escape. He was caught by the 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 um, the nobleman's men. They brought him, and he was executed on the spot in front of the nobleman. And it was brought to Thomas Beckett's attention. Now, the problem was, it was that the priest should have been put on trial in the church's court at back then because the church had uh, autonomy and he should have been found, if it was true, he should have been brought to justice in the, in the court of the, ch the church. What happened was that they... There was a battle between church and state, between the king wanting to have his authority over the church and he would decide who's guilty even over his authority, his will over the church. Beckett excommunicated the, the Lord who, who killed, who had the priest 
murdered, killed, executed in front of him. He executed, he, he excommunicated him, which made the king look bad. And it became battle between the will of the bishop. Uh, Beckett decided to, he didn't want to become bishop. He didn't want to take this position. But Henry II thought, let me put my own man in there. It's like the same thing, like you have the Democrats putting their own man in uh, their own person, their own individual in the, the courts, in the Supreme Court to manipulate the situation so that the, per, the, 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 the judge can favor them. In other words, it's not objective, objective truth, one who would be fair and not favor one over the other. He wanted to use Beckett. He wanted Beckett to work for him in the church, pass policies that favored him. And also he would give, Beckett would give him access to church land and property, which the king wanted. Well, what I'm saying here is basically, it's the same thing was happening. It's, you know, they, the idea of not excommun uh, excommunicating him is because the bishops are afraid. And many bishops didn't want to stand with Beckett. They feared the king. Some favored the king will do it for their own personal interest. But the fact that nobody wants to excommunicate him, Beckett excommunicated the Lord who murdered the priest. And this made him and the king go against each other. It became to the point where the king, during a moment of anger, because he, Beckett was supposed to be his friend. Um, I, th the way they portrayed it in the film, it was almost like the king had romantic love for him almost because he, it was really ridiculous. The pain, the King it was almost ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but the way they make it sound like, I think maybe the film just wanted to make it that way. That was their interpretation, but I doubt it. And then he said out of sheer anger, I don't think he meant it. Who would rid me of this priest? And some knights took it upon themselves to go ahead and um, execute Beckett, kill him. They killed him in the church during prayer, during when he was saying vespers, evening prayer. They murdered him in on church ground, which, you know, the king then had to give his penance. He was excommunicated by the Pope finally. And then what happened was um, he had to be flogged. I think it had to go for several months where he had to be flogged in front of St. Thomas Beckett's tomb. Um, this is the drama. This is the, this is it. And unfortunately, again, it's the power between the state and the church. And I truly believe that people like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden don't really, and other Catholics like Carrie and all the others and Cuomo and all the others, they don't really believe in the reality of Jesus Christ, in the reality, the supernatural reality of the faith. They don't really believe. All right, let's continue. So he, he received communion. It's typical. They're afraid. This is for centuries you'll see this. We're going to go over church history a little bit in the future. I want to really go through everything. Some bishops said that Biden should not receive participate in sacrament, while others say, like Walton Gregory, the uh, 
the Cardinal of Washington, D.C., in uh, the Immaculate Conception uh, Cathedral, said he would not prevent him. The Christian Post reports Biden received communion Sunday when he and his family attended Mass at the Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Georgetown, area of D.C. Biden used to attend the same church when he served as vice president under, under President Barack Obama. During another service at the church that Biden did not attend, prayers were said for unborn babies. According to the report, one person prayed that the dignity of the human person be realized and upheld, especially the elderly and the unborn, the, pr the, pris the, the prisoner and the migrant. See that, again, they're trying to make them all equal. They're not, they're, it's, not, it's not all equal. No, it's not. Um, they also prayed for Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris to lead our country toward unity and justice for all people. But Biden's pro-abortion policies are not unifying or just. They do, they do not respect the dignity of every human life. Quite the opposite. They would expand the killing of unborn babies in abortion and force taxpayers to fund their deaths. In recent months, Rhode Island Catholic Bishop Thomas Tobin, Bishop Samuel Aquilia, of the Archdiocese of Denver, Colorado, Philadelphia, Archbishop Emeritus Charles Chipu, and Father Patrick McGafferty uh, of Belf Belfast, and other Belfast and others have said they do not think Biden should receive communion unless he repents. But this action during the course of his public life Mr. Biden has demonstrated that he is not in full communion with the Catholic Church. Uh, uh, Chipu wrote at first things last year. He criticized Biden for supporting a grave moral evil that has resulted in the destruction of millions of innocent lives. Some Catholic leaders, however, disagree in November. Cardinal Walton D. Gregory, that's another, he, he, you know, he, him, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, said he will not refuse giving communion to Biden. Gregory said it is normal for Catholics to have disagreements. They are part of being a family, a family of faith. The difficulty is too many people want to throw out of the family of faith, people whom they have disagreements. Biden's plans and the people leading his administration are radically pro-abortion. They also oppose religious freedom, protection of Catholic charities and employees, his vice president, Kamala Harris, has been accused of anti-Catholic bigotry. She also persecuted pro-life un undercover journalists who exposed Planned Parenthood's abortion baby body parts trade. If Biden does what he promised, abortion could increase across America. Not only does he plan to codify Roe versus Wade into the federal law, in the case the U.S. Supreme Court overturns it, he also wants to end the Hyde Amendment and force taxpayers to pay for elective, elective abortions. About 900,000 unborn babies are aborted every year in America, and about 62 million have been aborted since 1973 when the U.S. Supreme Court forced states to legalize abortion on demand. Without the Hyde Amendment, researchers at the uh, Charlotte Lozier Institute predicts 60,000 more unborn babies could, could be killed in abortion each year. 
In April, Biden went so far as to call the killing of unborn babies as essential and medical service. During the coronavirus pandemic, his health care plan would expand abortion as well as by forcing insurance companies to cover abortion as essential health care under Obamacare. All right. This is. This is uh, unfortunate. On religious freedom, Biden's position also is deeply troubling. Biden has endorsed anti-religious freedom policies that would force nuns, religious charities, hospitals to violate their deeply held beliefs by funding the killing of unborn babies and abortion, and potentially even by helping to facilitate their death. He also promised to restore an, uh, an Obamacare mandate that would force the nuns with Little Sisters of the Poor and other religious employers to fund contraception, including types that may cause abortion in their employee health insurance plans. This is, this is it. This is it, people. Unfortunately, this is it. And what we're going to do about it, I think it's going to be a very divided. I don't think, I mean, he, he's going to, they're going to try. Um, I think it's going to be more divided. I think it, he's going to bankrupt the country. I mean, he's already he's already got rid of the Keystone Pipeline uh, that's added hundreds of thousands of unemployed men and women, families, where they're going to be 9,000 9, of them, I think, maybe or more, might be union jobs. Others, you know, he's going to raise the gas prices is going to raise gas price because it's we for the first time under Trump we were energy independent. He has taken us back for some reason because of the environmentalists their obsession. Um, it's going to raise gas prices even more. They want people to use transportation more. Uh, it's going to you know he's he's forget it. You know he's he's already he's already added more unemployment and with this now they're going to try to reopen the country now that trump's no longer president their desperation is going to hurt them i don't know what's going to happen it's going to be interesting i think um i don't think the market is going to be doing that good he he's he he's already an empty suit and the division between he's not going to unite Catholics. I think Catholics, the Catholic vote, Biden did not get as much as he would have liked. I think the liberals really just don't understand Catholicism. They think that you could change it, like reprogram it, like you could reprogram a computer. You can't. Um, Francis actually has been suffering health problems. He has a sciatica problem. Uh, Benedict is actually uh, more healthier than him. Uh, Francis has cut back on a lot of his public appearances. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next couple of months. So let's end it here. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll let's just see what's going to happen. Right? We've got no choice. We're going to have to go through this. And we're going to have to prepare for Lent soon. Figure out what we're gonna um, what we're gonna do for Lent. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless, and we'll be back together again soon. Amen.